Coming up on Mayo Clinic Q&A, it's National Hispanic Heritage Month, a time to celebrate the different cultures and traditions of the Hispanic population in America. It's also a time to discuss the well-being of all populations and how it's Mayo Clinic's mission to provide excellent care and a welcoming environment for all patients. It's connecting people through the human experience, the professional human experience, and then connecting the other side of the equation those patients to come to Mayo Clinic and feel that they have a special connection with someone that looks like them, can identify with them, can even offer some advice in their own language. That's a huge, huge value differentiator that I think we're working towards. And unfortunately, unfortunately, it takes little steps like this to bring all these groups together and have a deliberate focus on creating this future. Welcome everyone to Mayo Clinic q and I'm Dee Dee Stepen sitting in for Dr. Helena Gazelka. Hispanic Heritage Month is celebrated each fall to recognize the achievements and contributions of Hispanic American champions who have inspired others to achieve success. At Mayo Clinic, the Somos Latinos Employee Resource Group works to promote, educate, and celebrate the cultural heritage of Hispanic and Latino employees and to improve the patient experience. With us today to discuss our Mayo Clinic OBGYN physician, Dr. Enid Rivera Chayuzzi and Carlos Rodriguez, Senior Strategist at Mayo Clinic Strategy Department. Uh, they are both chairs of the Somos Latinos Employee Resource Group. Thank you both for, for joining us this afternoon. Thank you for Thank you. having us. So for our audience who might not know, could you tell us a little bit more about the Somos Latinos Mayo Employee Resource Group merge? Happy to start. <laughs> Thank you all for having us. Um, so Somos Latinos is, as you've mentioned, the Mayo Clinic Employee Resource Group tasked with championing the cultural heritage of Hispanic and Latinos at Mayo Clinic in Rochester. We were created in 2016 and went through a brief hiatus, and we have uh, essentially been operational through the pandemic. And Mayo Clinic Resource Groups are the institutional uh, sort of response to promoting inclusivity as well as championing a, a team-based approach for all staff. And we are under the umbrella of the merges um, under OEDI, but essentially our task is simple, is to create a community that people feel a part of. And that's what we work to achieve every day. Very good. And let's discuss some of the initiatives that are happening at Mayo Clinic to support Hispanic patients. So first, um, in-person interpreters, as well as options for video and phone interpretation. So within the hospital system, you know, not just for Spanish speaking patients, but for all languages, we do have a fairly extensive interpreter program. One of the things that I really appreciate about the program we have here is that there is a aim for in-person interpreters. Um, many hospital systems do have access to, and just like us, video interpretation interpreters, phone interpreters. Um, but I think it is quite beneficial to have a person in front of you speaking your language and helping to connect you and communicate your wishes and your family's wishes with the team. Um, they really do an excellent job of making sure it's patient focused. So, you know, if many of them will talk to you beforehand when you're in a patient encounter to remind you to keep eye contact with the patient. Uh, you know, you're here to talk to your patient and their family, and they will stand in a way that doesn't disrupt that relationship. And I think that's one of the benefits of having um, an in-person interpreter to help guide that setup so that you don't lose the um, connection between a patient and the individuals taking care of them. But, you know, 
medicine is a 24 hour, seven day a week event. And so we do have pretty good systems built in, in which while waiting for an interpreter because they're scheduled ahead of time, um, you could use video, uh, we have iPads in many areas. You could use, uh, which allow video and also um, phone depending on the language. And so I think they, it's a we it's a really great service and it's absolutely a necessity for many patients and families. And people are given the option. Some people prefer to have a family member, and you know there are some rules about who is allowed to interpret just for the safety for everyone to make sure everything's being communicated. But they have options. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's so important. Uh, what can you tell us about the Spanish-speaking patient coordinator program? So the patient coordinator and programs in general are meant to have um, an individual whose job it is to help the patient navigate the healthcare system. It's really complicated um, to figure out where you're supposed to be for an appointment, where you're supposed to park, who you were supposed to call, really understanding what happened during that visit. And then you add sort of a language on top of that, a language um, such as Spanish is your first language and maybe don't understand everything that was said. And some of it is even if you are proficient in English and Spanish, it's just the culture, maybe where you grew up was different than here and you don't know who you're supposed to talk to. And so um, the person who is matched with you um, with the Spanish speaking programs is a bilingual individual who can help navigate that world for you. And they're not making the appointments for you. They're not they're not doing things for you. They're just helping you understand what the process is and kind of navigating you through the healthcare system. And Carlos, can you talk a little bit about um, patient education materials available in Spanish? Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, the Mayo, Mayo Clinic in Rochester recognized that there was a need to essentially reach more patients as they came to our practice. And one of the ways that we encourage essentially um, patients to be engaged in their care is through the use of patient booklets and pamphlets. And as the patient population, particularly the Hispanic and Latino populations have increased, we've noticed that uh, translating those documents into tidbits of information that are useful for the patients to go back home uh, goes a long way and encourages them to be um, not only engaged with Mayo Clinic, but certainly engaged with their, their health broadly. Um, so the Office of Patient Education has had tremendous success partnering with the, the practice to create those materials for our patients. Wonderful. And this is for, you know, one or both of you, whoever wants to jump in. Uh, your merge is also working to build inclusivity with Latino slash LGBTQ communities. Uh, so could you talk a little bit about the Spanish pronoun PIN initiative? Sure. I'm happy to take this one if you don't mind. So um, we are actually following a, a well-set path for us. So the LGBTQI merge at Mayo Clinic essentially piloted and successfully implemented this effort. And their successes uh, essentially led us to having the pronouns be included not only as institutional standards in the in the emails that we have, but they also allowed them to create these pins uh, highlighting the diversity as well as the um, need for inclusivity for all our staff. Somos Latinos is committed to essentially continuing this rich tradition and success, and we are looking to have them translated in Spanish. Uh, and the hope here is to highlight two things. First, the intersectionality between the different merges, but also just a broad-based inclusivity that really underpins the human experience. Um, and that is ultimately what we're driving towards. But uh, Dr. Veritas, anything that I may have missed? No, I think that is a really accurate representation of what we're trying to do. We want um, for people to understand that 
nobody is ever one thing. We're complicated humans. We have lots of different, and that's the whole concept behind intersectionality. There's many parts to us. And the point of the pronouns was just to make everyone feel welcomed so that people know how they prefer to be called because you should be able to decide how people refer to you. Um, and I hope that we open the door to making this possible for the pronouns in many other languages as well. Absolutely, well said. Uh, so we know Mayo Clinic is an international institution. Um, how is Mayo reaching patients in Latin America and helping patients with their journey to receive the care that they need? I can start with what I know and then I can hand it back over to Carlos. So, so the international group um, does work within the Americas in general. And so there's an entire group dedicated to South America, Central America. Um, there are clinics in those countries that are providing care, but then we have a system set up between connecting patients with providers in the United States. Um, some of those may just be with uh, a review of a chart, a review of all of the notes to really understand and give a second opinion all the way up into being able to have them come to one of the locations to be able to provide um, their medical care. Absolutely. And, and what I'd add is essentially that we have a broad-based presence throughout Latin America and the Caribbean through what we recall patient representative offices. So if you think about a patient representative on the ground, it really affords the patient the opportunity to connect with Mayo Clinic and start the process before they get to us. As you know, one of the differentiating propositions of Mayo Clinic is the integrated approach. And that is, that's hard to do, uh, particularly when you're not familiar with the environment. And as Dr. Rechauzi said, the overall healthcare system. So starting that conversation early, that engagement early is key to a long-term relationship with Mayo Clinic, a positive one. And that is essentially why we've strategically place these patient representatives uh, offices out in, in the places we have in Latin America. Wonderful. Uh, tell our listeners about the work at Mayo Clinic to build a Latino mentorship program for clinical staff and, and really how ultimately it's going to benefit patients. Well, one of the things that we are hoping to do is to create this mentorship program. We're piling, our initial pilot will be within with physicians, but expanding the program and to get right to the point of what is the aim for the patient, which is we want to create a community of physicians and healthcare professionals who have been supported along their journey by other Latino and Latina healthcare professionals, therefore increasing our numbers. It, it really requires a lot of work to build and grow in the healthcare field as a professional. And you want other people, you need other people to support you along the way and then maybe even support in some challenges that occur uniquely to being Latino, Latina in this world. And what our goal is, is to help connect them because we do exist, we're out there, but you wanna match and build these individual relationships. And that will, our aim is to have more of us in these positions, which will help our patients see more people who look like them, at least equally as represented in the in the community in general it's not to say that it's meant to match because right now we're not equally matched for the amount of um, people who look like us who are in the community who are not in the healthcare world those those professionals um, 
are not there. And we think and experience that mentorship by others has really helped us. And I personally have experienced it has really helped me to get to where I am today. Absolutely. I think just coming back full circle to the human theme, it's connecting people through the human experience, the professional human experience, and then connecting the other side of the equation those patients to come to Mayo Clinic and feel that they have a special connection with someone that looks like them, can identify with them, can even offer some advice in their own language. That's a huge, huge value differentiator that I think we're working towards. And unfortunately, unfortunately, it takes little steps like this to bring all these groups together and have a deliberate focus on creating this future. I will also add one more thing, which is to be clear, we're not saying that patients only should be matched with someone who looks like them or has all of the same characteristics of them. But I want when someone to walk around the halls of Mayo, even if their doctor or their nurse or the unit secretary is not an identical match to their person, I want them to see a wide variety of faces that really helps people feel welcomed as opposed to walking in a place where you see no one who looks like you at all, every turn, from the faces walking in the street, from the pictures hanging up on the walls. So it's not about, oh, I can only see a doctor that looks exactly like me and is exactly like me. I wanna be in an environment that I see all people. And then whatever excellent person takes care of me, I feel like, oh, this person welcomes me. Absolutely, good point. Thank you for making that. Uh, Is there anything else that either of you would like to share today? Um, I am just excited to have this opportunity for us to talk more about the merge. Um, I would love for people to know about our merge, uh, you know, the different sites in Florida and Arizona. We also partner with them and that the merges exist. And also I want us, want people to feel welcome to come to our events. You know, our, this is not exclusive for individuals who are from these countries or speak Spanish or anything at all. We want anyone who is interested in learning about other cultures to be a part of our group. And um, I think that helps us all welcome people of different backgrounds by being involved in all of these organizations. Absolutely. Well said. It's a pleasure to be here with you all and look forward to continuing to champion all the efforts that our Hispanic and Latino staff are continuing to do every day. Thank Absolutely. you. Well, it's amazing work that, that these groups are doing. So thank you both. Our thanks to Dr. Enid Rivera Chayuzzi and Carlos Rodriguez for being with us today to discuss Mayo Clinic's efforts to support Hispanic patients as we celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month. Thank you both again. Mayo Clinic Q&A is a production of the Mayo Clinic News Network and is available wherever you get and subscribe to your favorite podcasts. To see a list of all Mayo Clinic podcasts, visit newsnetwork.mayoclinic.org. Then click on podcasts. Thanks for listening and be well. We hope you'll offer a review of this and other episodes when the option is available. Comments and questions can also be sent to Mayo Clinic News Network at mayo.edu.